According to the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, the average age of Canadian farmers, now at over age 55, continue to climb in age with mounting farm debt rising to record levels. In addition to this, 95% of Canadian farms are owned and operated by Canadian farm families. Unfortunately, many in the industry are saying that Canada's current income tax law was worded in a way that unintentionally put family members at a disadvantage compared to third parties and would cost the family more money to sell a farm to a family member. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Hey everyone, welcome to the Denton's Agribusiness Podcast Series. My name is Chris Young, and today I want us to talk about Bill C-208, which addresses intergenerational transfer of certain family businesses. It appears that the response from many industry groups are quite positive. Joining me today is Keith Hennel, partner and lead of the tax group in the Denton's Edmonton office, to dive deep into what exactly this bill is and what does it do and what are the implications if and when it does get passed. Keith, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chris. Thank you. So Keith, let's start at a very high level. What What's this bill and what, what does it talk about? Thanks, Chris. Yeah, so Bill C-208 is a private member's bill um, called an Act to Amend the Income Tax Act Transfer Small Business and Family Farmer Fishing uh, Corporation. It really allows um, a high level for the restructuring of family businesses involving siblings, and it also um, provides relief from a tax perspective for transfers of farm uh, family businesses to the next generation. It really is trying to put on the same footing from a tax perspective, a transfer of the shares of a certain corporation's um, to family members as it would be to a third party, and then providing increased flexibility for reorganizations of family businesses involving siblings. Before we go into, you know, what they're trying to propose, where is the, what is the current status of the bill? So as of June 22nd, um, it had been passed, um, approved by the House of Commons, and had passed the third reading, final reading in the Senate. So really all that needs to happen is royal assent. So it, uh, it's awaiting, the bill is waiting a royal assent at which time it will become law. Uh, we don't know when that's going to happen um, without a governor general currently. Um, the mechanism for that is a little bit different. Right. So we, I guess it's a, it's a bit of a guessing game as to when that will happen. Typically, when do bills get royal assent? Like what's the time frame typically, or does it kind of range and vary depending on the subject matter? Typically, it's fairly quick, uh, but again, in this current environment, it it's a, it looks a little different. Keith, talk about why was this bill proposed? Well, I think in the community, in the different industry groups have recognized, and in the tax community as well, we've always recognized that um, there was a bit of an in- inequality between um, an individual selling their the shares of their corporation, their family business, to a third party, and for example, getting capital gains treatment being able to use the capital um, gains exemption or deduction on that sale, um, which saves you a lot of tax. First selling those same shares to a uh, corporation owned by your son, daughter, uh, family member, 
um, whereby the treatment, the tax treatment would be different. You may not be able to use your capital gains exemption. And also you may get deemed dividend treatment, which currently would be almost 20% um, higher tax rate than if you fold, sold to a third party. So really put a barrier in terms of a transfer to the next generation for family businesses and a less of an incentive to keep that, 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 that business in the family. So, you know, farm businesses, farm families, small business owners, they see this and industry groups are lobbying to see these types of changes that this bill proposes to be put into place, to put these taxpayers on the same footing as, you know, selling to a third party as to selling to their family. You know, it's interesting that there are differences <laughs> between selling to, you know, third party and selling, you know, to a family member. Um, from your experience, Keith, is is there some rationale behind that from the original way of uh, the Canadian Tax Act? Yeah, I think it stems from government being a bit more suspicious of related party transactions, transactions between spouses, family members, um, and, and kind of having a protection mechanism to really watch that those transactions occur on a, on a kind of an arm's length basis. So that that's basically where it stems from. So Keith, can you talk a little bit about what exactly this bill does? With respect to intergenerational transfers of shares, so from parent to child, for example, there are certain requirements that need to be met for this beneficial treatment. One is that the shares being transferred need to be shares of a qualified small business corporation or shares of the capital stock of a a family farm or fishing corporation. All that to say, is that corporation needs to meet certain qualifications, mainly being the majority of the assets of that business are active assets uh, in a business in Canada or in a farm in Canada. And then those shares um, need to be transferred to a corporation that is controlled by uh, one or more children or grandchildren of the taxpayer who's transferring the shares and they need to be over 18. So transfer to a corporation owned by a child or grandchild that is uh, an adult. And then the final kind of target to hit is that purchaser corporation, the corporation that's acquired the the shares, cannot dispose of them within 60 months of their acquisition. So it's a five-year hold period. And they also, the legislation also talks about you can't dispose of them within five years or 60 months um, other than by reason of death. It's not clear on whose death is is a trigger. Um, So it's a bit of an interesting legislative um, issue. The other a couple points to note with this proposed legislation is access to the capital gains uh, deduction that is available to the taxpayer disposing of shares can be ground based on the taxable capital of the company um, being transferred. So that's just to be mindful that there is some limitations there. And the other issue to be mindful of, which isn't clear yet, is that there's a proposed requirement for that the taxpayer who transferring the shares provide to the Canada Revenue Agency an independent assessment of the fair market value of the shares being transferred, along with an affidavit signed by the taxpayer and a third party attesting to the disposition of the shares. There's no clarity in yet on what the affidavit's supposed to say or what an independent, in quotes, assessment is it looks looks like. So that's really on the on the introduction of transfer, kind of the nuts and bolts there. With respect to the reorganization involving siblings, it it really just deems siblings to be related for certain parts of the act, section 55, which means that you can, um, and it has to involve, again, qualified small business uh, corporation shares, farmer fishing shares um, that are qualified for that proposed legislation to, to, to work and really just deem siblings to be related so that parts of the legislation, which would otherwise deem 
a gain to be triggered on an intercorporate dividend. It uh, deems that intercorporate dividend to be that and um, not trigger tax uh, in a reorganization where you're splitting up a business between siblings. So that's interesting. Is sale of an asset to a third party, does it have the same requirements? No. So yes, even though even though this legislation proposes to provide relief, it also provides complexity to meet qualifications to get you that relief. Um, and that is as the income tax act goes. And, that, and that's and that's why you need, you know, that's why Denton's tax team is here to to help you navigate through these complex rules and to make sure that you're ticking all the boxes you need to tick. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Keith, like this isn't something and again, this still has to go through royal assent, but this this isn't something that I guess everyday regular family should try to tackle themselves. Like there there is a lot of things that, uh, as you say, you have to make note of and make sure you don't miss anything. Because I'm assuming on the flip side to all of this is I'm assuming there's going to be some penalties involved with, uh, you know, however these mechanisms are not uh, reported properly or, if, you know, the third party audits aren't done properly. Like someone's going to have to enforce this down the road and there's going to be some rules about that. No, absolutely. If you don't hit all the boxes, yeah, your your treatment will be different than you expected, and and you will likely be um, hit with a tax and penalties. So yeah, there's a laundry list of issues to be mindful of, and even the the five year hold period. I mean, three years down the road, you get an offer to sell. Like you know, you got to be you got these things all have to be um, recorded somewhere so that you're not inadvertently undoing what uh, the tax plan was to begin with. Yeah, and and plan I think is the key word there. There's, there's some long-term planning uh, when you're looking at this holistically to think about everything and all scenarios and just be mindful of all that. So now, Keith, you have, you grew up from a, you grew up on a farm. Uh, you are from a farming family or farming community. Uh, in your opinion, what specific application does this bill have for farm families across Canada? Well, really it's, it's welcome news to, to, farm families, farm corporations, because it specifically applies to shares of a farm corporation, qualifying farm corporation, which are, are generally um, high level corporate, you know, shares of a corporation whose principal business is farming in Canada. There's more details to that, but that is most farm family corporations would qualify. And it allows them to transfer their shares, sell their shares to the next generation's farm corporation and, and get the same treatment as if they would have sold to a third party. It also, this legislation proposes to permit reorganizations with farm corporations that have siblings um, as shareholders. There's a lot of family farms out there where, you know, we're in the second or third generation of ownership where grandparent, parent have passed it down. Um, and now you've got a, a generation of siblings, you know, running, owning this farm corporation and, at some point in time, it, you know, it gets too big. They decide to go their separate ways. So there is the current rules in the Tax Act make it a bit difficult for that farm corporation that's owned by siblings to be divided for each you know, shareholder to go their separate ways and, and split up that business. So the proposed Bill C-208 actually provides some, some relief in that respect to make it much easier for that family farm to be divided, reorganized, involving siblings. So each sibling could go their separate ways, divide the farm up, um, for example. So those are a couple of ways which this bill, if it comes to fruition, um, could be very helpful to, to farm families. Yeah, it seems like there was definitely a lot of thought put towards this bill, especially when we look at the application to 
you know, the intergenerational transfer of farm, the farm business or the farm itself, um, it seems like it, it's positive news for the farming families across the board. No, absolutely. I think um, the intent, I think, behind it is to promote the continued ownership of these family farms by family, by family members um, for generations to come. Um, I think the industry has seen a somewhat dwindling of the farm, family farm, and I think this really would increase the promotion of, of keeping farms in the family. Um, so, Keith, this hasn't received the Royal Assent yet. Uh, between now that the Senate's passed to the Royal Assent, can anything happen with this bill? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that could happen. I, I understand that if there is a federal election call, that the, this bill would be kind of scrapped and would have to be reintroduced after after the election. So there could be some hurdles still yet to come uh, between this bill becoming law. Yeah, definitely still a move, bit of a moving target right now before it gets royal assent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Keith, on educating us about this bill and how it affects families, especially in the farming community. Uh, a link to Keith's full article can be found in the link in the description. And if you have any questions about this bill and the ap- applications it does have in any industry sector, don't hesitate to reach out to Keith. His contact information is also provided in the description. Thanks everyone for taking time to join us today on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast through whichever platform you're listening to this episode. And don't forget to add your email to our Denton's contact list so you can be notified anytime we have new content. Take care and we will catch you on our next episode.